Hello, and welcome to Health Affairs This Week, the podcast where the editors of Health Affairs talk about the healthcare news of the week. I'm Jessica Bylander. And I'm Chris Fleming. Uh, Jess, uh, it's been a while. I want to welcome you back from maternity leave. Thank you. Yeah, Chris, I was out for a few months. It is good to be back and catch up on the latest news. Um, And wow, we heard some potentially earth-shattering news this week regarding a woman's right to abortion care, which we're going to try to unpack today. That's right. You know, the big news this week definitely was the leaking of a, the unprecedented leaking of a draft Supreme Court opinion by Justice Alito uh, that would eliminate women's constitutional right to choose an abortion. This would overturn Roe v. Wade, which just was really uh, decided almost exactly a half century ago, 50 years ago, uh, as well as subsequent cases, notably Planned Parenthood v. Casey. This extraordinary leak came in the case of Thomas E. Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization. That's a case where Mississippi is asking the Supreme Court to overrule Roe and Casey and uphold the constitutionality of a state law uh, in Mississippi that brought that prohibits an abortion after the 15th week of pregnancy. Alito's opinion, which the court in a statement by Chief Justice Roberts said was genuine but not necessarily final, Uh, carries a five-justice majority, which includes Justices Thomas, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett, as well as, of course, Alito himself. Uh, And just to clarify what I just said, uh, normally the way this works is these opinions get circulated and justices uh, react. Sometimes uh, language will change, even votes will change. So that's why uh, we don't know and we won't know until probably in June uh, whether this will be the final opinion or not. Uh, Although, Chances are that it will. Uh, In the opinion, uh, uh, as I say, it overturned Roe. Roe had held that the right to uh, liberty in the 14th Amendment's due process clause uh, protected rights not explicitly mentioned in the Constitution, uh, like a right to privacy that the Roe court said underpinned the right to an abortion. The Dobbs opinion and Alito's opinion says that contrary to Roe, abortions are not protected by the 14th Amendment. Uh, because an abortion right is not deeply rooted in our country's traditions, nor is it implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. Right. And the issue here is um, the Constitution does not explicitly say anything about abortion per se, although there are you know, many rights and issues that are not explicitly mentioned in the Constitution. So they're kind of hashing out whether or not um, the Constitution confers this type of right. And the first thing to know about Justice Alito's draft opinion is how sweeping it is. If finalized, it would remove all constitutional protection from abortion and allow states to restrict or prohibit abortions anytime from conception onward. So the court could have adopted a more modest approach. It could have overturned Roe and Casey's protection of a woman's right to choose abortion until, um, quote unquote, viability, which Um, We think of as the ability of a fetus to live outside of the womb, which um, nowadays um, is considered the twenty around the twenty third week of pregnancy. Um, You know, in earlier times, it was considered later in pregnancy. Casey itself significantly modified Roe, so pruning back but not completely eliminating constitutional protections for abortion um, would have had some precedent. Yeah, that's right. In fact, Chief Justice Roberts is not on Alito's opinion. And one theory regarding the motive for the leak, and I want to emphasize we don't know who leaked it or why, but uh, there's been a lot of theories out there. Uh, One theory is that uh, advanced by a former Supreme Court clerk was that Roberts might have circulated a concurring opinion uh, that uh, went along the more modest lines that Jess was just talking about. 
overturning the the viability threshold from Roe and and allowing Mississippi's law to stand, but still maintaining some uh, uh, protection for abortion. Uh, and if that opinion was out there, it's possible that that opinion might have been tempting to one of the justices on Alito's opinion, say Justice Kavanaugh. And if Kavanaugh or any of the other justices defected, uh, that would have eliminated Alito's majority. So the leaker may have been trying to lock in Alito's opinion as the holding of the court. Right. Yeah, we we just we don't know the motives. And it certainly is unprecedented, as you mentioned. Um, so the question is, what happens if if this leaked opinion is finalized. And as written, the regulation of abortion would return to the states, which is was sort of the status quo prior to Roe v. Wade, uh, many of which will restrict or ban abortion. Um, an analysis by the Guttmacher Institute estimates that abortion will be banned or severely restricted in 22 states at least and could potentially be restricted in 26 states total. So 22 states already have anti-abortion laws or constitutional amendments in place um, that either restrict abortion but have been blocked or are designed as quote-unquote trigger laws that would take effect if and when Roe was overturned. So many states, including Texas, Georgia, Iowa, and Ohio, would prohibit abortion after six weeks of pregnancy, which is um, before many women even know they're pregnant, so effectively banning abortion entirely. And as I mentioned, an additional four states have the political composition history or other indicators, according to Guttmacher, um, that make them likely to ban abortion without federal protections. Um, So, you know, in these kinds of situations, we might end up with, um, you know, a woman having to decide to travel across state lines to receive an abortion that was illegal in their state and legal in another. Um, So obviously a lot of costs associated with that. And um, so several companies have already come out and said they would cover employees' travel expenses if they did have to travel out of state for healthcare services, including abortions. And some of the names announced um, this past week were Levi Strauss and Company, Amazon, Yelp, and Citigroup. And of course, there will be women, particularly um, women with lower income, who will either not have access to abortion at all or um, will end up, you know, making uh, difficult decisions, perhaps even performing um, abortions themselves without medical um, oversight, which is obviously a very unsafe um, option. So history suggests this, this could occur and is certainly a fear. Yeah, and um, that's that is unfortunately true. And and there's a one interesting wild card here. Uh, we should mention uh, there's the you know the states are obviously in play as you talked about, Jess. But uh, there's the, the wild card of Congress. Um, now, Democrats in Congress have been hoping to enact Roe into federal law. Uh, the Women's Protection Health Act, which was introduced last June, would do that. Uh, the Act defines abortion as interstate commerce. Uh, and thus would empower the federal government to protect access to abortion services nationwide. Uh, that, you know, just as the, the Congress used its power to regulate interstate commerce to enact the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Now, there are some big obstacles here, uh, we should note. Uh, first, the Women's uh, Health Protection Act would require 60 votes in the Senate to overcome a filibuster. So, you know, the legislation is really unlikely to become law unless the Democrats uh, act unilaterally in some fashion to eliminate or to severely restrict the filibuster. 
Now, second, uh, the Supreme Court for a long time treated Congress's power to regulate interstate commerce as virtually a blank check uh, for whatever Congress wanted to do. But you know, lately in the, the past years, it has viewed that power much more skeptically. Uh, it's even struck down some attempts by Congress to justify laws uh, on the interstate commerce power. Uh, notably, the Affordable Care Act's individual mandate was struck down uh, as exceeding that uh, power. Uh, so it's not at all clear the Supreme Court would uphold an attempt by Congress to protect abortion rights using the power to regulate interstate commerce. And here's one more obstacle that even if the court did uphold it, uh, then Republicans, if they got back in power, uh, could use that same power of in regulating interstate commerce to pass a law banning abortions. Uh, because it wouldn't be a Supreme Court uh, decision that would be that Congress couldn't overturn. It would just be an act of Congress, which, of course, Congress uh, itself could reverse. Right, right. Could end up with a situation where, depending on um, who's in power, these rights could could change and be reversed repeatedly over time. Um, we should note that if court if the court does overturn Roe, that could have health implications beyond um, just abortion care. For instance, earlier this week, we ran a Health Affairs Forefront article by Julia Strasser of George Washington University and her colleagues, pointing out that the same techniques used in abortions are often used in treating and managing the loss of wanted pregnancies that unfortunately ended in miscarriage. So if abortion bans cause fewer providers to learn those techniques, that could reduce access for women um, for pregnancy loss management. So and another take on sort of... Um, healthcare skills and um, techniques used in abortion are are not just for abortion. Yeah, um, that's true. And then there's another way uh, the court's decision could have ramifications beyond abortion. Uh, some observers, including the Solicitor General in the Dobbs case, have noted uh, that the Supreme Court is has used constitutional na analysis similar to uh, that in Roe to uphold other rights, uh, the right to contraception, the right to same-sex marriage, uh, prohibition against states criminalizing gay sex are notable. These are all notable examples uh, where the court uh, used the the 14th Amendment and 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 similar analysis uh, as was used in Roe. So these observers have noted that uh, have argued at least that a sweeping opinion like Alito's uh, would put these other rights in danger. Uh, maybe even the right to interracial marriage that was upheld in Loving v. Virginia uh, would be uh, perhaps on the chopping block. Now, Alito goes out of his way. He realizes this. He goes out of his way uh, to rebut it. He says that the opinion applies to abortion and nothing else. But, you know, that doesn't mean a future court couldn't take that Alito's language uh, in this opinion and apply it to other types of cases. Uh, Alito also says the abortion calculus is different from all these other rights because it involves the destruction of the fetus. And uh, finally, another interesting aspect of Alito's opinion is its long discussion of why upholding Roe and Casey is not dictated by what's called stare decisis, which is the legal principle that judges should, should generally follow precedent. Um, so analysts will pour over that discussion and how it might apply to other cases. Alito makes the case that, um, you know, the court has gone against precedent in other cases. And I mean, Reading this this leaked opinion, um, he really does go after Roe and um, kind of tears it down. So, um, so making the case that in this in this situation, stare decisis just does not apply. Um, 
But that will be interesting to see because because generally um, the court does try not to go back on on prior decision and um, and upend prior precedent. So so we'll see sort of what comes of that. Yeah, and and you know as you say, uh, Jess, they'll you know people will be really pouring over this uh, this starry decisis language. Uh, the court just took a case uh, known as uh, Tlefsky. Uh, where the defendant, uh, which is a nursing home, is asking to overturn precedents, uh, allowing people to sue uh, to enforce uh, programs like Medicaid that were passed under Congress's uh, spending power. Uh, so there's a situation uh, where, you know, how willing the court is to overturn precedent will be crucial to the result. Well, that sounds like a good place to wrap up. Um, this is, of course, an extremely weighty topic. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about if this version of the opinion remains largely intact once finalized or if the final opinion changes things in any way. Catch us next week for another episode. And if you like this episode, tell a friend and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess.